I'm Rev David. Thanks for joining me as I wander through life. Each week for the four weeks of Advent, I'm reading one or two texts from the Bible and then using Rachel Mann's book, which is called A Star-Filled Grace, to introduce you to some of the voices of the people in the story. And at the end, I'll always leave you with a question to ponder on as you navigate this season of waiting and preparing. Today, I'm reading from Luke's Gospel, just one text from chapter 1, verses 57, right through to verse 80. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbours and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zechariah. But his mother spoke up and said, No, he is to be called John. They said to her, There's no one among your relatives who has that name. Then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name the child. He asked for a writing tablet, and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, His name is John. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue set free, and he began to speak, praising God. All the neighbours were filled with awe, and throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about all these things. Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, What then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with him. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all of our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare a way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into, pa- into the path of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. Now, let's listen to the people's voices, and this week we're just going to hear from Zechariah. And what is to be learned from silence? What is to be learned from listening to a different voice from the one religion tells you is true, the male voice, 
the voice of authority, the voice everyone imagined God used in the wilderness to command Moses. My time in silence has taught me to cherish a different voice, a voice with another kind of authority, ancient, comprehending, a mother's voice perhaps, that knows exactly where all of her children have come from, that will not sleep till she knows that they are flourishing. I have been blessed to hear, to hear that voice, a voice I've never really heard before, mainly because I've been so concerned with my own. I've been making noise all my life, and finally, struck silent, I had to listen. Listen first to the voice of Elizabeth. Listen to the sound of her changing body and the child that grew within. I learned the meaning of touch, of how Elizabeth's miracle was mine too when she asked me to place my hands on her swollen belly. Most of all, I learned to trust the quiet voice of God that does not insist but waits for us in the silence and gives us our true voice. I learned that when I finally spoke my blessing, when our child was born, when our boy was named John, not Zachariah after me, I spoke out of a deep silence where all good news is made. For God is faithful. She is the womb of us all. For Advent 1 I asked, what are you waiting for this Christmas? Last week's question for Advent 2 was, as you listen to Mary's song, what is it about your faith that makes you sing? And now in this third week of Advent I'm asking, who would you like to bless this Christmas? And how are you going to do that? That's it for now. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.